Hi, and welcome to Podcasting 101 with Rachel. This podcast is for busy female entrepreneurs who run their own businesses and want to start a podcast or who may already have a podcast. I want to share practical information and tips on how you can get your podcast started and managing it along the way. I'll also be interviewing other female podcast hosts to give you real insight into what it's like having your own podcast. and welcome to this week's episode. Today I have Devin Lee with me. Welcome Devin. Hi Rachel, thanks for having me on. It's lovely to have you on my podcast today. Sorry, getting back in the swing of podcasting this. We're recording this mid-January in 2023 so everyone getting back in the flow after the holidays. Um, Do you want to just introduce yourself Devin? Tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. My name is Devin Lee. As I've said, um, I'm a certified online business manager and a certified Dubsado specialist. And so my two main offers are I set Dubsado up for folks. We create ideal client journeys for their businesses, and then we put them on autopilot using a CRM called Dubsado. And then I also have my quarterly planning party where we take every quarter, a group of us all get together for a big planning day and we take our visions and our dreams and we turn them into strategic plans that we can actually get done. And then over the next 12 weeks, we use community um, and co-working to actually get those plans done. Yes, and I particularly love your rocket fueled plan, quarterly planning. I did myself last year, which uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it later, but I thoroughly enjoyed the experience and would highly recommend this to definitely motivate motivate you and help you with your accountability because that was a real big thing um, I found really helpful. So I wanted Devin to come on and talk to you guys because Devin has featured on quite a lot of different podcasts talking about her zone of genius and it got me thinking about obviously it's a great way to um, create more visibility in your business and getting on other people's podcasts because you're getting in front of their audiences so I also thought it might be quite a good strategy for someone who is thinking about starting a podcast and either might not have time to create the podcast themselves at the moment or would just kind of like to see whether they enjoy podcasting so maybe they could like guest on a few podcasts and really kind of get the feel of of what it's like a little bit more in action um and as I say Devin's featured on quite a few podcasts so I thought it would be really nice just to have Devin on just to share her experience a little bit about what it was like pitching to different podcasts and I've got a few things that I've been doing as well so um what made you what was your main reason for wanting to get on other people's podcasts was it to increase the visibility of your business was that the main kind of reason yeah absolutely I mean you know I think everyone's kind of default for marketing is social media of course like it's a necessary evil um, but I don't know anyone who loves, I know very, let me rephrase that because I have some social media manager friends. I know very, very few people who love social media and I at times love social media. Like when I have time and space and creativity, I love making TikToks and reels. I love interacting. I love the community, but like it's, it's a lot of energy to do social media. The algorithm's always changing. It's, you know, it's really chaotic. It's really stressful. Um, And so I was looking for other ways to market. My other superpower um, 
is like networking and relationship building. I love making friends. I'm aggressively friendly. Um, and so I had networking as like a strong, you know, one-to-one connection, but I wanted another kind of piece of the pie for my uh, marketing. Um, and so I saw podcasting as a way to kind of connect with other people, maybe even bring them to my, you know, when I want a podcast, I thought, okay, maybe this can be a way to bring someone to my Instagram, bring someone to my TikTok, get someone on my, on my email list. And then from there I can do my other marketing efforts. So it's kind of just a way to kind of, um, use something I already feel like I enjoy and like doing and I'm good at to market my business. That sounds, that's really smart and a different way to look at it. I I guess I wouldn't have looked at it like that before because I'm the same as you with social media. There are times that I love social media and there are times that I find it very draining and very kind of hard to keep up with. And I love podcasts, obviously, as you know, wanting to start this podcast and being a podcast manager. And I just think that's a really smart way to look at another way to get into um, helping market yourself and your business. What was, um, did you start out on your own? Did you have some help? Um, did you kind of go into research mode when you first decided to to get yourself on these podcasts? Yeah, I kind of started out on my own and I felt really insecure. (laughs) Um, I'm not great at like, I struggle with messaging for myself. Like that's one of the things I try and outsource. Um, So I was like going on podcasts, but I didn't really know what to talk about. I didn't know how to connect it to um, my offers and I felt really nervous. So I actually hired um, someone who's now my business coach. Shout out to Natalie Kusa. Her um, business is called Uncommon People. Um, She's amazing. And she used to have a podcasting VIP day where we figured out all my talking points in my bio. And she kind of taught me how to find the podcast and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, So once I had, uh, she really, really helped me connect my messaging to what I'm offering. So I'm not just going on podcasts just for the hell of it. Um, And that really changed. And once I had that solidified, I felt really confident reaching out to podcasts um, and kind of taking it from there. Yeah, that is what I have been trying to think about myself. So when I just I set myself the challenge of um, getting on 10 podcasts this year, I don't, I don't know how I haven't actually sent my pictures through yet, but that was the target that I gave myself. And that was kind of the piece that I was trying to, to figure out is to like looking at the person's podcast and their audience and the types of episodes they've done and trying to work out what is it that I can offer their audience um, that also benefits me as well. Like, for example, would this person's audience want to find out about how to start a podcast or like for you with um, your planning sessions or your Dubsado knowledge and genius there? So that's, I think that's, something that um I did listen to a few different podcasts on on um, in like preparation for pitching <laughs> as ever um but yeah that's um trying to think about it a bit strategically I think rather than just like willy-nilly going like pick this pick this pick that pick that did you listen to a lot of episodes of the people that you were pitching to or did you kind of do like a cold pitch or how did you kind of like approach it yeah I did a little bit of both I started out 
like I had a whole playlist of podcasts that I was interested in, and then I would listen to a few different episodes. Um, and then I quickly found out that that takes so much time because <laughs> I was trying to switch yeah. to a lot of podcasts at once. Yeah. Like I really, you know, put my, my nose to the grindstone. Um, so what I ended up doing is when I would find a podcast, well, first I did some like, you know, you can, you can kind of tell in your research just by reading about the podcast, like, okay, do they have guests often? If they only have solo episodes, like don't reach out. Um, and then, you know, I'd read about, you know, the episode, maybe try and see just skimming like what their values are and kind of from there see if they could be a good fit and then you know sometimes I'd listen to the whole episode but sometimes I would listen to like maybe just the beginning and maybe just the end to get the feel of the episode um and at first I was really nervous to do this like I felt a little like I was cheating or a little guilty but then I found out that hosts don't really care I think they understand (laughs) that you're just trying to get on you know you don't have time to listen to every single episode Um, So I try to listen just a little bit to get the feel so I'm not wasting anybody's time. But I I stopped listening to the whole episode because there were so many that I was kind of sifting through. But then I would always, of course, listen to my episode after it came out. (laughs) So I was cheating a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I... I started with listening. I've got, I just created a Spotify playlist that had quite a lot of episodes. And I just thought, oh, this, this is um, going to take quite a while. But I did want to, um, I think, I suppose when you get into the flow of things, it gets easier to, to kind of work out whether or not you think that you're a good fit for this particular podcast. I wanted to try and find kind of like a genuine, like connection with the podcast or a genuine thing that I could say so I've been taking like a little look at their website and their social media account and just see what kind of things like you say their values and and what they're doing um to try and generally think oh do I do I want to be associated quote unquote with this particular podcast and not you know do they align like with you yourself and what you believe in and um yeah I haven't sent mine yet because I'm a little nervous about (laughs) sending mine out too but I think you're right as a host if I turn the tables if somebody came to me um with pitching a guest to me and I felt like it was not like a stock message and it was somebody that genuinely had like taken the time to think about my business and what my podcast is about then I would think well that's you know that's all you can kind of ask for, I think, as, as somebody to guess that actually seems genuinely interested. So I think it's just taking a bit of time thinking about that you're actually interested and in, show the person that you're pitching to that you're interested in what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you can, you can find out enough of the podcast to create a message that is authentic and genuine and not because they can tell when it's just like a stock like you were saying, and that's a turn off. Um, however, I will say, if I have time the day of the recording, I'll go listen to an episode while I'm getting ready or whatever, just to get the feel of what's going on. Um, because I think another thing that was happening is I was listening to all these episodes of podcasts that, you know, I'd pitch and I'd never hear back. And I go, oh gosh, I just wasted like, you know, 50 minutes listening to two episodes. So it's nice to listen to them if you know for sure you're going to be on. But Mm -hmm. I think also just coming to terms with like, okay, what's my success rate with pitching? Do I want to spend twice as much time listening to episodes if I don't need to? That's true. So how many would you say podcasts that you've pitched to that you've been successful? Do you do you have a quote? Do you have like um, targets every month you'd like to pitch to? Or is it like not as regimented as that? Or what's what's your kind of... 
I actually have my like Airtable database open. I was so like regimented about it for like three months last year and then I kind of fell off, but I'm going to get back on it again. So I don't have the up-to-date data, but I forget. I think I had a goal of pitching like, I don't know, something like 10 a month. I can't remember. Like I was trying to at least pitch a few a week and I think my success rate was like 50% because I was really trying Mm. to pitch podcasts that would have me and also if I was having a coffee chat with someone and I learned they have a podcast I go all right I'm just gonna pitch you right now just yeah I'm doing I like that always had a really good success rate because you know we'd be friends at that point and so yeah that's a nice way to do it as well because it's face to face (laughs) right exactly and then they get a feel for how you talk and so that's really easy yeah any any friends that have podcasts it's so much easier or if I you know, if someone whose podcast I wanted to be on, if we had a mutual connection, I'd say, hey, could you give me an intro? That was really helpful. But I did try. It's one of those things, I think, where you can't have your goal be, at first at least, you can't have your goal be, I want to be on this many podcasts. You have to have your goal be, I want to pitch this many podcasts. Right, And yes. then take it from there. Because otherwise you might get discouraged, especially when you're first figuring things out. That is true. I, yeah. So with my me saying 10 podcasts, I might not get 10 podcasts, but yeah, I should have um, a kind of switch that goal up and aim to pitch X amount of um, podcasts a month or a quarter or anything. That would be a more positive way. And I suppose it's it's a good, well, it's always a good learning experience to see what response you get and what reply, whether it's a no and how they say it and or how um, you could have done it better. Um, did you, I'm interested to know, I've read a few things about people pitching with a video. Have you ever done a video mm. pitch or do you do just like, like an email, nicely crafted email? I've never thought to do an email pitch. That's actually a good idea. What I do is I don't, I never done an email pitch, but what I will do is link to, I have a Spotify playlist of all the podcasts I've been on in the I love past. That. So I link that. So like, you can get a feel for how I talk. I think I did, this is not related to podcasts. I think I did a video pitch for like a client I was trying to get when I was an uh, online business manager on retainer. Um, And I think I like was too much of a goofball. I think I brought too much energy because they were like, no way, we don't want to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) But that's my style. I'm really high energy. And so anyways... So I wonder how that would translate to pitching the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I just read it was an interesting blog or article that I read about because as well, they can see um, maybe if you were pitching for a video that, that had a video podcast as well, that might kind of work well because you could show them you kind of know how to use the tech and make it um, good to watch and listen to perhaps. That's, I think it's something to consider if you're good on video. If you don't feel comfortable on video, then obviously not. Don't like force yourself to do a video. So that doesn't kind of make sense. But I'm just trying to think what else. So like one of the things that I did when I was just looking for like finding podcasts, because I have found it can be, it's the same as when you're trying to find, you know, quote unquote, your ideal client and, and sift through the people on your, your network. So I kind of tried to start with, like you said, close connections and kind of work my way out. I actually, Devon, um, use you as my close connection to try and, and all the different podcasts you were on. So I was looking at those to see whether or not 
um, any of those might be a good fit for me. And then I could use you as my inroad. So that was one. I, I love that. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for that. And of I course. love the fact that you do that, the Spotify playlist. I really love that. And I think that makes it so easy for someone to find all of those different podcasts that you're on. And that's definitely a tip that um, you guys should take away with you. Um, the, when you're on the podcast, you can have that on your website and then people can just like go and listen to it. So what, what, was your, what would be your kind of tip for like finding the podcast? Like start with your connections on like work outwards. Is that like the best... Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) When I first started, I signed up for all those like, I don't even know what they would call it. You know, the like podcasting profiles where you get sent. Yeah. yeah. Matchmaker.fm's one, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to speak poorly if it's worked for someone else, but I was on like five different ones. I found zero success. So I don't know. So I personally wouldn't try that again. But yeah, I just, I went through literally all my connections, um, you know, through my email list, different groups I was in and just said, okay, who do I know who has a podcast, you know, and kind of, if they did, I'd reach out or I even, you know, colleagues I respected, I would, you know, see if I'd search their name, like in Spotify, like their name and podcast, and then I'd find podcasts they had been on. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. And then that way you can also, you know, ask them for an intro. Um, And then it just kind of spiraled from there where if I was on a, you know, if I got on a podcast and it was a good fit, then I would kind of see who their other guests were. And then I'd research all the podcasts they had been on. I'd ask, you know, colleagues of mine what podcasts they like to listen to. Like you just start to get really creative. And then all of a sudden you have like a million podcasts to apply to. (laughs) You can really go down the rabbit hole. There's so many podcasts out in the world. There are, there are so, yeah, I found that when I, when I started, I think getting started, I felt quite, I felt, I felt like it was quite difficult, but then, because then when I actually kind of spent, I think I spent like a good hour and a half, and once I'd started to do it, I actually felt more comfortable as I went on, like you say, you kind of go down the rabbit hole, so I think a little bit of advice maybe to those of you that are uh, wanting to do this is to kind of maybe schedule out a bit of time, um, you know, a good few hours so you can kind of get going, and once you get going, you can make a bit more progress rather than kind of saying, oh, I'm just going to do it for 15 minutes maybe, or five minutes. I mean, obviously, if that's all you can do, that's fine. But I felt like a big chunk of like an hour or two was kind of like a good time to get into, especially if you're listening to maybe like little bits or flicking through lots of different episodes, it can, um, it can take a little bit of time. But yeah, I think I'm going to limit the amount of episodes I'm going to listen to, because it's just too many. I love podcasts anyway and it's quite um discovering loads of different people's podcasts is so interesting and to see how they're doing things and what things um people are doing I think one thing to look at as well I know I've heard of podcast hosts talking about people who pitch their old podcasts and things like that or or don't check whether this pod whether the podcast is actually still running right now because if some of them if you don't check the episodes they might not have posted in a while or maybe you should send an email like you know are you coming back for another season or something like that rather than just like so those little things to to watch out for and not get tripped up on those 
little factors. Totally. Yeah, definitely. There have been so many times where I go, oh, this is a great fit. And I see their last episode was like three years ago. (laughs) But I've never thought to email them to ask if they're going to do another season. That's a really good idea. I like that. I just thought that. I just thought because some of them, if they... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh the brilliant that just popped into my head then actually because I thought oh yeah you could if it wasn't I mean obviously it's three years ago they probably won't but if it's um like for me now I haven't so since Christmas I haven't published any new episodes so maybe perhaps somebody looking to pitch me might not and they might not have come across me saying I'm gonna start again in February so they might go oh are you gonna have an oh bang on the table have another season or something like that I guess not that I've had anybody pitch to come on to my show <laughs> you I'm never like, know <laughs> if anyone's true. listening to this and Rachel hasn't posted in a while just reach out she might be yeah, doing yeah just a reach too. out yeah <laughs> if you're but also if you're a podcast host I would love you love to hear all different people's stories about podcasting and how they found it so oh, this is such valuable information, um, Devin. Thank you so much for sharing. What would be kind of like your biggest learn from from pitching podcast, pitching for podcasts? Ooh, you know, the thing that I, well, gosh, so many things. One thing I learned is it's, it's another lesson and it gets easier over time. My first podcast I did, I was so nervous and... As far as I know, that host never published that episode. <laughs> I I don't know for sure, but I think she just never used it. And it might have been because I was tripping over my words. And you know what? That's okay because every podcast I've been in since has been published. And, you know, I, the, the host always makes me sound good because they edit all my, like, stumbles. Um... And the more I did the podcast, the more I, you know, knew my talking points by heart and could be more conversational. Um, So if you feel nervous about podcasts, just it gets easier. Um, And the other thing I really liked about it is it made me more, it gave me more confidence to pitch to like speaking at summits, which I've done one or two of, and also um, being asked to speak in private groups, which has been really nice. And, you know, so now it's become a tool for not just podcasting, but also these other places that I can get in front of audiences um, that might connect with me. And also it's just been a good networking tool. Like there's been a few hosts where more than a few where I just feel like we're friends now. We keep in touch and then they refer me to other people for speaking opportunities and what have you. And so I feel like it's one of those things where, yes, the, the initial goal is to speak on podcasts, but then all these other benefits come from it, which is really cool. Yeah, I love that. I love that, that all those benefits come from that first need to want to get on the whatever the reason is behind it. That's brilliant. We also were going to talk a little bit about, which I also think will be great for you guys out there, Devin's rocket fuel fueled planning, quarterly planning. So I felt like this might be a really good fit for somebody who, I mean, I used it myself, not just for podcasting, but podcasting was part of that when I wanted to do my quarterly planning. So for those of you that are looking for some accountability and to get things done in your business or for your podcast, um, I'll let Devon um, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. Well, so Rachel, actually, since you've been in the program, the name has changed. Oh, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> You, it's changed so you you didn't know that's okay it's kind of newer um so yeah now it's called the quarterly planning party because rocket fueled business planning etc cetera, etc cetera, was like so long and also like 
the name kind of had this. I know. I loved it too. I really did love that first because it it had so much energy behind it. But then I realized like, you know, rocket fueled, it kind of reminded me of like hashtag hustle culture. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So quarterly planning party felt a little bit more on brand for me. Like we're just having a party. We're having fun. I think when people think of something like quarterly planning, it doesn't sound very sexy. It sounds a little boring. It sounds like, Ooh, we have to take our medicine, but I think it can be fun. Um, and I think it can feel really good. So yeah, like I said before, like it, you know, we have a big planning day where I guide people, you know, in a group. So we're doing it together. I guide folks through step by step by step how to make this 12 week plan. And then we put it in our calendar. We put it in our project management tool. Like it's set, it's ready to go. And then we have the support over the next 12 weeks to get it done that quarter. And I think anything to do with podcasting is a great project for a quarterly plan because the focus of the quarterly planning party is usually like those projects that, you know, obviously client projects, you're going to get done. That's why you have your business. Like those are usually top of mind. But then there's all those other little projects or big projects that are important, but maybe not necessarily urgent. Like your business isn't going to fall apart if you don't start a podcast or if you don't apply the podcast, but like Will it be sustainable if you don't do those things? Or Mm -hmm. would podcasting in any form maybe bring your business to the next level because of the visibility it would give you, but you just can't seem to get started? That's a perfect project to put on your quarterly plan and get it done. So projects like that are great. And there's lots of different elements of the program that kind of, yeah, like you were saying, accountability and just like the know-how of like, how do we actually get stuff stuff done? Because we're not really taught that in school. How do we just get stuff done? How do we focus? And so there's a lot of, you know, little lessons and speakers and guidance along the way as well to support getting everything done. I love that. I loved the first session where we actually decided on our plan. And I really, I really liked you guiding us through it as well and having time to implement it in between and because for me at that stage I hadn't really done my quarterly planning before or I hadn't really stuck to it and and it did make me think well I've never really done one before so that was really valuable and I I did really like like I'm still in touch with my actually haven't emailed this year but the accountability buddy that I had when I did yeah um Andrea so we do email each other um occasionally and stuff still now which is really nice so I just yeah I really enjoyed it it was a great bunch of people there so if that's something that you're looking at doing I would highly recommend Devin and her planning party Oh, wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was so fun when you were in it. <laughs> I mean, it's still fun now, but every, yeah. you know, as the as the program continues, people come in and it always changes the culture of it. So it was so fun when you were there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next quarter is obviously will begin in April. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, in the show notes, I will leave the links um, so you can get in touch with Devin and you can find out any more information about it. If you have any questions, um, I'll leave all those in the show notes so everyone can just get in touch with you easily. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rachel. Oh, thanks so much for coming on, Devin. And oh, what's the best place to find you? Yeah. So my website is devinlee.com, D-E-V-I-N-L-E-E.com, where you can see my offers. Um, you can download my free workbook about um, creating an elevated client journey. And if you're on Instagram or TikTok, that's where I hang out a lot. So my handle is the same on both, Devin Lee OBM. Excellent. Again, I'll link all those in the show notes. And thanks so much for coming on, Devin. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. 
Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to connect with me or get in touch, then head on over to my website. If you liked the episode, then I'd love it if you could leave me a review in your chosen podcast app. Your feedback is much appreciated. See you next time.